Hey guys, welcome back to Couple Goals with us and I'm. Hello, listener. Hello. How are you? Maggie. Listener or me? Maggie, listener. Listener can answer, you can answer. Listener, how are you? It doesn't matter. I'm fine. Doing all right. I am. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. So what's new and exciting? We live together, so I'm sure you have some new information for me. It's less than a month until Women's Entrepreneurship Day Cleveland. What day is that? November 19th. Are tickets still available? Tickets are still available at WED Cleveland, W-E-D, Women's Entrepreneurship Day, Cleveland.org. And if you use discount code, no, Maggie, discount code Maggie, we'll get you $10 off. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that'll save you the event break fees, actually. Okay. Oh, it's Crowley's time. Crowley's like, I so love you a... You gotta tell him no. I love a, I love a businesswoman. Crowley, no. Crowley, no. Come on. So, yeah. Every damn time. Yeah, he gets... <laughs> He's got some Pavlovian responses to our... Recording. To our podcast time. Anyway, so that's exciting. I'm working on that. Hey, so I'm going to address something in the news... It's kind of been in the news. I don't know if it's been in the real news or not. It might just be a Twitter thing. That's not the real news. But not too long ago, Martin Scorsese made some comments about comic book movies not being cinema and everybody <laughs> lost their shit. And then just recently, Francis Ford Coppola made comments backing him up and then adding to that, that comic book movies are despicable. Despicable. Like Sylvester from Looney Tunes. Apparently. <laughs> and... So I just thought I'd throw my hat in the fray for whatever reason and say that who cares? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Martin Scorsese has made some of my favorite movies. He is an old man, an expert at filmmaking. He is entitled to his opinions, though I may disagree with them, and I'm sure a lot of them do. A Same with of, Francis Ford Coppola. You said a lot of them do. A lot of who do. A lot of people Okay. disagree with clearly judging from the box office receipts for these movies there's a lot of people in disagreement and then francis ford coppola i can't say i'm like a huge fan or anything but obviously he's had you know the godfather movies and whatnot which i've still never seen any but of them. again he is the i think it's stupid to go after to care about their opinion so much and i don't know if the interviewers are just outright asking them, which is what I feel like is is what's happening. It's that stir the pot kind of thing. Well, yeah, if you don't stir the pot, there's poking. nothing to do. And because yeah, apparently they're you know what do you think of, and they, and they don't like it, and I, I just feel like there, there's always going to be a trend in movies, a popular trend. And some people are going to feel unnoticed because of this trend. But ultimately, it, it just comes down to what audiences want to see. That's it's not so much that the, the movies themselves have put this chokehold on Hollywood. It's that the audience determines what they want to see. So that's what people cater to, you know, supply and demand. It's, it's the same for any business. And yeah, it, mob movies were huge, you know, even in the 90s, uh, you know, after Goodfellas and, then, you know, Carlito's Way and. Scarface in the 80s but um, they there's just everything comes in waves and it's I think it's it's always dumb to point to a genre and say that it's ruining something else when it it's not yeah the the thing you like oh, might not be as popular ruining? well no they're, they're saying that they're not cinema and you know that like, like they, these things shouldn't be in theaters basically because they're taking attention away from other movies like well people are just going to go see what they want to go see and right now, that's Marvel movies. You know, it's been it's been horror movies. You know, it's been any number of different uh, genres of movies. So, uh, but again, they, these guys are great. There's no reason to shit on these guys and their huge bodies of work. The definition of cinema is the production of movies as an art or industry. So they absolutely are cinema. Right. So he's he, wrong. <laughs> well, he so is incorrect. But I understand also what he's saying. Maybe he's not. I don't think he's using cinema. And so using he means that. art. Yeah, I think that's more what, what the implication is there. And obviously he hasn't seen any of these movies because there there are characters and emotional story arcs and all that kind of stuff. 
but also he doesn't have to. It's kind of like when Mark Maron lashed out you know against what's comic not, book fanboys. It's like, who cares? Don't, but you who, know what's not an art? What's Paul Blart Mall Cop. Why doesn't anybody <laughs> fucking talk about that? Like, that's not an art. There's, Grown there's Ups tons two. of shit movies. Grown Ups 2 isn't an art. Grown Ups 1 isn't an art. Like, yeah. those things aren't art. Like I said, it's, I think it's the perception that th this type of movie has a stranglehold right now. And, and But in, in re the reality is people are just going to see what they want to see. And that, that's all it comes down to. It's just supply and demand. And eventually, you know, the superhero trend will dissipate and there will be something new. Uh, that That's just how things work. But these guys are getting attacked by these fucking twidiots who, you know, that's all they hear. They, they again, there's no nuance. They don't understand the nuance of what they're saying. And they also have no respect for what these guys have done for, <laughs> for cinema. All, first of all. Francis Ford Coppola and... Martin Scorsese don't give a shit about what people on Twitter are saying about them. That's true. You're not going to convince me they do. So you saying these people are getting attacked. They're not losing any sleep at night about what people. I don't think Twitter. you understand what I'm saying now. People are wasting their fucking time and effort uh, attacking these guys when it serves no people purpose. People on Twitter are going to attack somebody. Right. But that, I'm saying just so in the general vein. if you're going to attack vein, somebody, you might as well attack somebody who doesn't notice you're attacking them. <laughs> but no, it's it's pointless rage, though. Is my, just yeah, like that's typical, what Twitter is. Right. So they so, they turn it into like a big thing. Twitter and, is literally just a bunch of people screaming at each other or, or into a void, depending on who they're directing it to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm aware. I hate Twitter. <laughs> I know you do. I it fucking its, hate it. It has some really good people on there, and that's who I follow. And again, uh, it's, things show up in in my feed because they're retweeted or mentioned or whatever the hell. And that's how I, I become aware of this stuff. But it's just funny to me that, that people have to have something to be outraged about. And now they're outraged that Martin Scorsese doesn't like Spider-Man or whatever. <laughs> it's like they shouldn't care. How dare you have a preference? Yeah. Have, have, who, who cares? They are entitled to their opinions and their thoughts. And that, that's my, basically what I'm saying in general, that needs to apply to a lot of things. People are going to have thoughts and yeah, opinions and that differ. Yeah, and you're entitled to be wrong. And, well, you're <laughs> you're entitled to have thoughts and opinions. They don't have to be a certain thing. And it, you can be my, wrong. You can be wrong. You can be right. It doesn't matter. No, but you're probably wrong. I mean, if you don't agree with me, you're probably wrong. Oh, okay. That's why. <laughs> that's, that's the Isley Credo. <laughs> yeah. And you, of all people, know that to be true. You're sitting here trying to act all level-headed on the podcast. I, I am very level-headed, I no, think, when it comes to opinions and whatnot. No. Give me an example. I don't know what you're talking about. Anytime anyone doesn't does, uh, doesn't agree with you. About what? Yeah, I need an example. and movies. I need, a, I need a specific example here. I don't believe you. Are you? Is this... Am I being punked? Uh, no, like, you have... I don't know what you're talking about. Anytime someone says you don't have good taste in music, or says that they don't like something that you like in the music. Like wait, wait, wait. that's first of all, that's not true with the music. Everybody hates the things I like. That's been my whole life. I'm used to that. Yes. But then if somebody says that's not good, you freak the fuck out and talk about how people don't, they don't have any right to tell you what's good because they are garbage people who listen to garbage shit and they're bad people. And they're like, <laughs> I don't think you, I say all that. Yes. No. Yes. You see, you're not man, on you the are mic. embellishing. No, I. I I feel like, yeah, if somebody says something to me, I, I just treat it the way you would treat it, which is, you know, if a toddler hits you, you don't lose your shit on them. You just ignore them because they don't know, you know, they don't know any better. That's how I handle stuff like that. So why are you just staring at me? This is radio. That's not, that's not how it is. It is how it is. No, you not. haven't given me a concrete example. So I you know you're making shit up. my fucking CDs in half because you determined I wasn't allowed to listen to them. That was... And I here, here's why I was wrong to do that. I was wrong to do that. And I apologize. However, but the, what I th I was I was doing the whole uh, I, I was playing the role of a hero. I was trying to save you from the bad stuff. And I should have just, you know, let you make your own mistakes and learn from them. So I apologize. <laughs> your face. <laughs> I wish people could see your face. <laughs> I just can't. I shouldn't have snapped your terrible, terrible, worthless CD in half. It's one CD. Insane clown posse. I mean, it, I was trying to go chicken hunting. <laughs> that wasn't the one you had. It was red and white. I remember. I don't fucking know which one I had. I didn't listen to it. It was probably a gift. 
And then you still have that great Malenko tattoo. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. No, I didn't do it in a rage again I did it to be helpful I thought I was you know I was being chivalrous is what I thought and And he was like I don't understand why you're the first girlfriend I ever had (laughs) (laughs) he's like I don't get it he's like I was being chivalrous I walked in your house I was like fuck this fuck that fuck you where's your toilet I gotta take a shit I'm breaking your CD (laughs) like that was it He's like, let me see your feet. (laughs) Why was it so hard to find someone until I was 24? I don't understand why I was single so long. That's yeah. I mean, you're right. Why was it so hard? (laughs) Sound like an ideal mate. (coughs) Yeah, 24 years old. Someone who's looking out for other people. You're like, let me see your CD collection. All All right, snap. Let me see your feet. (laughs) All right, that'll do, pig. Where's your toilet? That it's, was you. The the feet that was thing you. was weird because that was you. Like and I you're like I don't have like a foot fetish, but I, ugly feet really bother me. You know, it's just I don't. There's something really gross about ugly feet, and uh, that that was also weird though too because you have you have such tiny feet. And it was like oh wow, I was like I better lock this down. <laughs> End up with one of those chicks with the the second toe is like way overtaking the big toe. Like that that's like, and I know that's. They actually had a character like Jason Alexander played a character that hated that in the movie Shallow How, which nobody remembers. Jack Black everybody and Peter Paltrow. Shallow How. Oh, well, nobody ever talks about it. Yeah, but I always remember was, that yeah. scene. I always remember talking about that because I was like, holy shit, I'm not the only one who finds that to be a problem. <laughs> I found that I, I, I to me, that was normalizing my issues with with elongated second toes. <laughs> that's, that's what I took away from well, Shallow How. I don't think you understand. Uh, that was shallow. Like, yeah, that no, was a bad, it is shallow. No, I do get a, that. I do get trend. that. But like, how do you, you know what I mean? Like, it, how do you get something that, I don't, I don't know what the equivalent would be. You, you just know? fucking ignore it. What, what if you don't like, if you don't shoes. like uncircumcised penises like that? You know what I mean? See? Yeah. That's a hard one to overcome. Exactly. It's like... <laughs> it's just, and it's not, it's not a good or bad thing. It's just a weird thing you have. Uh, some people are terrified of heights, just absolutely terror. I had a coworker who I, I used to think I was scared of heights and I, I still think I am, but I think I'm like reasonably, I, I don't I know think, that I'm scared. I'm scared of falling from a great height more, I think but I don't for, like this dude would climb up like 10 feet on a ladder and you had to talk him down. Like oh. literally he had to psych himself up to get back down. And this would be like an enclosed, it, it was, it was crazy. This wasn't just like a ladder. Meanwhile, you know, I'm climbing like 18 foot ladders and, and taking out bees nests. And this dude, this thing was, you know, literally 10 feet straight up. It had a cage around it. And when you got up to the top, it was designed so you could easily get onto the floor. And he he was literally, all right, come on, man. Come on. All right, we're going to go back down this ladder. Oh, all right, let's do it. Yeah. Him talking to himself. Yeah. Yeah. He had to like psych himself up. He's like, up. I'm Jack Donaghy. Yeah. Yeah. He was, like, he like really had to, to psych okay. himself up to do this. Cool. And uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's a weird thing that, and I'm I'm not proud of it. Wait, but that's just how I am. What are what are we talking? The, about? The, the ugly I feet got thing, ugly feet. I got stuck with the person psyching himself <laughs> up to go up. I'm just saying it's just people have irrational phobias or or dislikes or whatever you want to call it about themselves, and and that's that's one of mine. I don't know why. I don't know why either. But yeah, but you were like, let me see them feet. <laughs> It's like, bitch got ugly feet, I'm out. <laughs> like, let me see them feet. My bowels are moving. Where's your toilet? Uh, let me see them CD collections. And then you were the like. CD collection was not right away. And I was just, I think I was doing that out of boredom one day when I was over at your house. And I was just going through your CDs, seeing what you had. And then I, and most of the stuff I didn't write, most of the stuff was country, which you know how I feel about country. I didn't break any of your country CDs. But like ICP, I had to draw a line somewhere. And that was my where CD it was. collection was so nicely organized. It was in a basket. It was not nicely organized. It was in a basket. My CD collection was in alphabetical order by artist name, cross-referenced okay. by al- uh, date of release all right, for the album. Listen, yeah, listen. that's an organized CD collection. Here's here's how mine was organized. It was all in the same place. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it was in a CD rack. 
in then, a random order, in the order you in which, which them, you purchased it, I guess. And then when you open them, sometimes there was a CD inside. And sometimes and it sometimes, would be the CD that belonged in there. And sometimes it was the right CD. Whew. See, now I'm Not on heart palpitations. Like, Not oh, I usually. hated that. I hated when... Uh. Usually it was whatever CD I was listening to when I wanted to put the other CD in. So right. it was like... And then you had to... Back, if you wanted to find a CD, you had you to had go a, through like nine CDs. To figure out what I had been listening to previously. That shit drove me nuts. Crowley, stop. Put lipstick. No. Crowley, no. Lay down. He listened this to that insane. episode about... What was that? What was that guy's... Was was Dennis? What was, the, what was the... Was it Dennis? Dennis the dolphin? What was the dolphin's name? I don't know the dolphin's name. I don't remember the dolphin's name, but he was like... <laughs> I heard about that chick who jerks off dolphins. He's like, give a fuck about your blanket. That's all I can <laughs> He's like, all right. He's like, if you want to do it under the blanket, we can, can do that. Can you just put your arm in the air for now? Like, can you just there until he gets until he loses interest? Thank you. Just <laughs> keep your like, arm up. You don't need to stare at it. Like, just you can still do the show with your arm in the air. It's fine. <laughs> you're so distracted by your own arm now. Well, I'm distracted by Crowley staring at my arm. Well, he'll he'll, he'll lose interest because he's like, how am I gonna get up there? Right. He's like, I've got a ladder. I gotta psych myself no up to get up there. Ain't long enough. <laughs> well, it just made me feel real self-conscious about my arm i don't know why hi sam uh, anyway anyway moving on so uh so what do you what do you have for us this week you want me to go first yes i told you to keep your arm up there okay it's gonna be real hard to hold my ipad from that angle come on sam lay down if sam tries to hunt my other arm i'm out <laughs> like yes. i'm gonna shut this all down like, nobody's getting a podcast this week. <laughs> Everybody's going to be doing this. So I decided. <clears throat> I'm clearing my throat for all of you to do a Halloween murder. <laughs> yeah, that. Except it's not. It's um, just a murder that took place on Halloween. Okay. So I am tying it in, though, you'll see. With some semi-pop culture references. So cool. here we go. Let's do it. So Devin Griffin returned home on Halloween 2010 after singing in his Sunday morning church service. The 16-year-old went up to his room to play video games, and around 1.30, he began wondering why he hadn't seen anybody. No. So his mother, Susan Liskey was normally out of bed and he hadn't seen his stepfather or his stepbrother. So he went downstairs to the master bedroom and he found his mom in bed next to his stepfather, Bill Liskey. The maroon comforter was pulled up over their heads. So he started talking to wake his mom and he walked around to her side of the bed and her foot was out, you know, like how you yeah. do. To cool off. <clears throat> right. Because you're like, this will fix it. This is air conditioning right here. Yeah, this will this will call this will calm me down. So he tapped on her, her like foot yeah. to wake her up and she didn't move. So we continued talking to her and he pulled the covers down a little bit. And then like, that's when he saw her pillow and it was soaked with blood. So for a moment, he thought it was a Halloween prank. Yeah. Cause he was like, ah, oh, you got me. Right. Your arm up. And then he, uh, no, but then, you know, as he, as as he realized what he was seeing, he was like, oh, this this is this isn't Halloween prank. So he ran outside and he called his aunt who called 911. And he realized his mother, his stepfather and his brother, Derek, his stepbrother, Derek, were all dead. So Devin was so traumatized that all he said was it was something like a haunted house. Bill Liskey's 24-year-old son, who was also named William Liskey, but he went by BJ, was arrested the same day near the family's cabin, 170 miles away from the home. Why would, the, you, why would you go by BJ <laughs> in this day and age? Right. The murder came just a day after Liskey Sr. and BJ had gone hunting and had a few beers with friends. So Liskey had a, a history of mental illness. And he suffered from schizophrenia. Mm. So I'm going to kind of tie back into looking at the mental illness aspect of Joker and how sad it is and how it can really fuck things up. Now, people seem to brush that under the rug. So in October 20, 2004, 
All right, so we're taking it back a minute so we can really look at what this did to this family. BJ got into a fight with his stepmother and struck her hard in the chest. Two months later, police charged him with felonious assault and robbery for allegedly hitting Susan, stepmother, with a coffee cup and stealing her car keys. He was found incompetent to stand trial and they were eventually dropped. The charges were eventually dropped. So BJ Liskey had three more encounters with police after he moved to a Sandusky group home for mental health patients. Among those incidents was a, phys a physical fight between BJ and his dad, Bill, when Bill was trying to pick him up from the group home. This took place in Ohio, by the way. Yeah. As you might have noticed from the Sandusky, it took place over by uh, in Toledo. Okay. So despite Sam's tail is hitting my mic. <laughs> they don't say. So despite the fights, Bill never gave up on, on BJ. And in February 2006, he filed for guardianship over BJ. According to court records... The 18-year-old had been hospitalized in 2007 for schizoaffective disorder, which is bipolar type. And this is a quote. Mr. Liskey wants to protect William and get him the help he needs. That was what the guardianship application stated. He would like to eventually see him in a halfway house or a group home. And when William is on his medication, he does really good. After a while, he stops taking it because he thinks he's OK. But then he starts drinking and smoking pot. Mr. Liskey's neighbor, Mark Gradle, said he had a serious talk with Bill Liskey on a few occasions about the family's safety being jeopardized by BJ. He suspected BJ of killing and torturing their pets. Jesus. The Gradle's dog was shot twice with 22 caliber bullets. Wow. Yeah. But BJ would tell Gradle, or Bill rather, would tell Gradle, BJ won't hurt us. <laughs> So Mark Gradle said it was a hard conversation to have because BJ was Bill's only son and Bill never wanted to see anything bad. Oh, I'm sorry. That was his real brother who died, not his stepbrother oh. at the beginning. So it wasn't Mark's son. It was Susan's son who got killed. My bad. So um, even though Bill had received physical injuries from BJ in the past, Bill was still still defending him. So after Bill and his son returned home from hunting the Saturday before Halloween, they invited a bunch of friends over for beers. Great old Mark, the neighbor who was at the gathering, told investigators that everyone had a good time. He didn't see Derek Griffin, the 23 year old son of Susan. But that wasn't unusual because BJ and Derek, Devin's older brother. Yeah, they didn't get along. So BJ rarely spent the night at the house because of violent fights between him and the rest of the family. But Bill Liskey had been drinking and he didn't think it was a good idea for his son to drive back to Sandusky. So the party ended around midnight. And when investigators searched the house, they found a bed made up on the living room sofa for BJ. Gradle's wife, Michelle, told investigators that she heard gunshots around 630 a.m. on October 31st. So Devin Griffin had spent the weekend with his dad and came home around 9.30 a.m. on Halloween to change his shirt for church. He told investigators that he encountered only BJ when he came home that morning before yeah. church and that he changed his, his shirt and he left in about five minutes. <clears throat> BJ had uncharacteristically asked him what he was doing and how long he'd be gone. After Devin left the house for church, BJ took the family's Ford F-150 and drove it to the cabin in Carroll County. And he was there for less than an hour when Carroll County deputies descended on the camp and took him into custody. So when police found the bodies, they were all in bed, including Devin, who had been bludgeoned to death with with both sides of a claw hammer. Hey, man, I thought Devin spoke to somebody. Oh, I'm sorry. Very confusing. Including Derek. OK, my bad. Okay. Devin was fine. Devin lived. Okay. Devin's 16. So Derek was Derek was in bed. He had been bludgeoned to death and Derek's door was locked from the inside, which yeah. people didn't understand. Right. But it they, they banged it down like they knocked it down. Right. And he was curled up in bed like he'd been fast asleep when he was bludgeoned to death. Wow. Yeah. And then BJ had shot his father five times with a 22 caliber. He shot Susan three times. And then a medical examination revealed she had also been raped. Jesus Christ. 
So his attorneys unsuccessfully argued that he was not guilty by reason of insanity. He avoided the death penalty when he accepted an agreement to plead guilty. He was sentenced in 2011 to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So this quote, I love my dad very much and it makes me feel sick every time I think about what I did, BJ said in court. There won't be a day that goes by that I won't feel horrible for what I've done. It's my fault and I don't blame anyone but myself. I never intended for this to happen. It wasn't because of Sue or Derek or even my father. I believe it was an internal struggle with my mental illness. And he committed suicide in prison in 2015. Oh, that's good. It's sad. It is sad, but when... Oh, man. There's so many layers to that. Like you said, mental illness not being... Mental illness. And if his father filed a guardianship saying he can't drink... Yeah. Why did he give him beer? <laughs> there's, so there's a lot there because of the fact that if he says because of his mental illness, he shouldn't be drinking. Uh, you know, that's why I filed this guardianship and he took over, you know, as an even though he's an adult, he's a, he's still a, like a ward. So we, we did used to have mental institutions. Now, granted, they weren't great places and they would typically throw you in there for the most random shit. Yeah. But now modern science and and uh uh you would think you know psychology and everything has evolved we would understand it seems like there's like no places like that anymore no i mean you have like you have your physical health and then well, in your mental health there, there's nowhere to go it seems and then when you fuck up you just go to prison well the inpatient facilities now are like for temporary breakdowns right and it's all you you <laughs> You, I like, do they hold anybody? You remember when we tried to get my mom help and they were like, eh, he doesn't have insurance. Yeah. You know, you have to, it's they only hold certain people. And your mother was in really dire straits. And she wasn't violent or anything. But no, but she, she was, needed help. She was yeah. having a schizophrenic episode. Right. And they were just like, eh, no, like that's that's terrible that we have so many things in place to incarcerate people, but not to actually help them. Yeah. With with, uh, you know, and because the, the crimes they commit could be avoided potentially if there was mental health. That's care. my point of this whole entire thing. Yeah. Is like this guy had so many run-ins. Yeah. And there were so many warning signs and his dad was begging people to help him. Right. Now his dad probably shouldn't have given him alcohol, but you know what? They probably had an amazing day and he was probably like, as eh, just, you know, you're doing great. You're doing such a good job. I'm so proud of you. You're living on your own. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, the shit in his head combined with the alcohol. You don't know what's going on. Right. And he couldn't take it either. And that's sad. It is sad, but it is. And and I'm just, what, I, the reason I'm glad he killed himself is because, I mean, he, he deserved to die. Sorry. He Well, he killed other people. And yeah. You can't really go on he, I mean, and, living. And that, sadly, that's, you know, because of his mental illness and it, but, uh, and that, that's he the deserved part to die sad. because of his mental illness? No, no, I mean, he killed people because of his mental illness. And, man. Yeah. That's just... That's quite a story, huh? What is with your bummer stories, man? Oh, I'm looking for a Halloween story, and then I'm just trying to something else. It's weird, because, like, that one and the Columbine one didn't do so well. Columbine <laughs> one has, like, no downloads. Nobody wanted Dude, to hear was, that one. There was a Saturday Night Live sketch where somebody... Uh, where it was like, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like a gathering of supervillains. And they were showing their supervillain inventions, you know, like shrink rays and mind control. Yeah. And one of them, he's like, oh, I made this machine that rapes children. What the fuck? <laughs> and that's how the supervillains reacted. Was like, whoa, 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 right? That's your story. Your story <laughs> is the machine that rapes children. That's your that's your side of the podcast is what I'm getting at. Like, you want to bring something like fun about? And, and evil for Halloween? Like a fun, bouncy kind of, I don't know what. I had a dolphin that got jerked off by a lady yes. last week and yes. then he killed himself. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, <laughs> just... Uh, yeah, that's your story is the machine that rapes children. Everybody, the supervillains are like, whoa. He's like, but I thought we were trying to make evil inventions. That's like the evilest thing you can do. And they're like, wait a minute. I don't think you get it. <laughs> that's not. That's that's your story. It's like, man. 
<laughs> so you don't like hearing about when mental illness tears a family apart and what? then it results in i've in seen the effects murders. of that but yeah not the murder <laughs> part but uh yeah so you don't like hearing about that yeah so that's not a good podcast topic <laughs> in my opinion no somebody somewhere enjoys that again just like some people enjoy a fist in the ass well i'm just saying i'm not one of those people a lot of people are like i experience mental illness because i'm anxious when i have to pay with exact change <laughs> and i'm like listen there are degrees <laughs> of mental, of illness. mental illness and i understand what you're saying and you do have a, a disorder and it's valid right but but there are some serious struggles and that's what people are talking about when they're talking about mental illness help and treatment it's not for the people yeah who don't like answering the phone when it's an unknown caller right it's for the people who sometimes kill their whole family because they're not getting proper schizophrenia care right you know yes so that's why i thought that was an important story <laughs> bummer. bummer yeah bummer. also all of my stories recently have been ending in suicide so i don't know it's not a trigger warning or it's not a it's not a fucking early indicator for me i'm fine i mean i'm fine in like the bill burr kind of way where like when i'm mildly inconvenienced i want to throw myself into traffic i'm that kind of fine <laughs> but like i'm fine don't worry about me w women do like this like He's talking to Mark and, you know, Lauren likes watching that stuff. When we were talking yeah. to that cop at the end, you know, and he's like, yeah, my wife loves that shit. The police officer was like, yeah, my wife loves. Uh, what's this? Murder porn. Um, investigation discovery. Investigation discovery. Yeah. It's just, it's, I don't get it. The obsession with, with true life murder. I don't, we're studying the enemy. I don't like it. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. It's All like right. It's like if all right, I'm, now for some fun stuff, guys. It's like come, if, come on back to Sean's happy hour. It's like if chickens were watching fucking the cooking channel all day. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, all right. So I'm just going to be talking about a movie, a little movie called Freddy versus Jason. You niched it down to Freddy versus Jason, huh? Freddy versus Jason. So okay. yesterday, Maggie and I, this was all Maggie's idea. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This was all Maggie's idea. We watched... Close to six hours worth of documentary about the Friday the 13th series. I fast forwarded through a, a decent portion of it. And, and by I, we watched, I mean, Sean had it on. He fell asleep first. Of I all. slept. I got up and ate meals, took dogs <laughs> out and stuff. This thing was still going. It was it was really I was, good. I was actively working at my desk. Maggie, Maggie was working the whole time, but she was she was very much paying attention, though, because she would interject and laugh and comment and which I enjoyed. Because it it was actually me who put it on. Uh, yeah, that was not me. I'm in a I'm in a Friday the Thirteenth. I'm in an '80s horror phase right now, probably in no small part uh, because of Mark, and, and it got me back and into the fact that it's Halloween, right? Halloween and all that kind of stuff. But you remember when I used to be like this big into horror, Halloween. and it was probably early to mid 2000s was like the last time I was like big, big, big into horror. We were like in the horror and Halloween for a while. Yeah, but I'm just talking about like my DVD collection. My oh, yeah. Blu-ray collection doesn't reflect it because I haven't rebought all those movies. But my DVD collection, I have like all the horror movies on DVD from that era and then going backwards. Um, so now I'm kind of dipping my toe back into that. Uh, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I don't know about that. But yeah. So anyway, I decided to talk about this movie uh, because I don't know why. I, I remember when we, you and I went to go see it and it came out in 2003 and Logan was about a year old and we got we let, had Auntie Kit babysit because I, I was super excited for this movie. I don't think you shared my excitement. I attended, though. You were there opening weekend. It's probably like a Saturday morning or something. Yeah, that's how we used to see movies. Yeah. And I remember enjoying the shit out of this movie. And uh, the audience seemed to like it at the time, too. And then I kind of forgot. I got it on DVD. Don't have it on Blu-ray. Probably watched it one or two more times and haven't really thought about it much since. And then when I was, we were watching the the Crystal Lake Memories documentary, uh, when it came up, it kind of got me thinking about it again. I was like, man, I haven't watched that in a long time. I really enjoyed that. That was a fun movie. So I just decided to talk about this one. So the ultimate horror villain showdown of the 1980s finally happened in 2003. 
<laughs> so finally that, happened. That was fine. That was a bit of an issue. So this movie was helmed by Bride of Chucky director Ronnie Yu. I love Bride of Chucky. It it turned a corner in that franchise. I just tried to Google Freddy versus Jason and I accidentally Googled just Freddy. Why are I going to tell you about this movie right now? I was trying to look at the cast. Anyway, uh, this movie was written by Damian Shannon and Mark Swift. They were the team who would then go on to write the underrated, in my opinion, uh, 2009 remake Friday the 13th. I'm not really going to go into that, but I like that movie. A lot of people hated that movie. I thought it was a really, really good Friday the 13th movie. So. As my son Mason asked when I was watching Freddy versus Jason earlier, he looked at me and said, why does this exist? Why is this a thing? Like, why are Freddy and Jay like, and it is funny because I never that's, thought of that question. That's a hilarious. I never questioned it, right? That's a hilarious question. But that's how Mason asks questions in general. Yeah. And he wasn't trying to be any. He was, he was being genuine. That's so funny. And it actually made me think, though, I'm like, and then I had come up with an answer and I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this movie and then I'm going to explain why it exists. Because the, if you just if you don't know anything about the history of the franchises, you're like, I don't get it. Why are two mass murderers fighting each other? This doesn't make you know what I mean? Nobody's asking for John Wayne Mace or John Wayne Gacy and Ed Gain to fight each other in a film. You know what I mean? Nobody Trademark, wants to see that. Couple goals. We're doing that. That's us. That's our idea. <laughs> Serial killer death match. All right. So, but to answer that question, we have to look at the horror movies of the 80s. So in 1980, Sean Cunningham was inspired by the success of John Carpenter's Halloween and decided to straight up steal the premise, creating the long running Friday the, Friday the 13th slasher franchise featuring Jason Voorhees, the hockey mask wearing machete wielding killer who stalked Camp Crystal Lake in rural New Jersey. And no, he was not the killer in the first movie, or the fifth one for that matter, but Pamela Voorhees and Roy Burns aren't the basis for many shirts or toys, so I think it's safe to say that this series is about Jason. I'm sorry, Roy Burns? Yes, in part five. I don't really remember part five, and I think I zoned out during that part of the Crystal Lake memories. Yeah, he... So part four was the final chapter, right? That's what yeah. they called it. Right at the 13th, part oh, four, wait. the final chapter. Was that the ambulance driver one? Yes. Okay. I do, I do remember that. So he was supposed to be dead, but of course it was a profitable franchise. So they tried to come up with a creative way to, and the guy was just, took on the persona of Jason, but he yeah, was not Jason. Yeah, because the ambulance driver's like kid got killed or whatever. Yes. Yeah. No, I remember that now. Just kidding. All right, the series is known for the brutal and bloody murders of teenagers engaging in, quote, immoral activity, end quote, with each movie trying to top the last one in how creative the kills are and in overall body counts. But as I learned yesterday, yes, because I am an aficionado. Are you? Yes. Bring it, sister. That was not the intention in the first movie. Yeah. That later be became viewed as the intention. Right. But that was not the intention in the first movie. In the first movie, the only reason that whatever the fuck that chick's name is. Pamela Voorhees? No. What's her name? Who? The chick who lives. Oh, the final girl? Yeah. I don't remember. So the chick who lives in the first movie, the only reason she... What's her name? I, I don't know. It's not Annie, right? Annie's the one who gets killed. I don't... Story I think it struggle. begins with an A, though, but I, I can't remember Annie. her name. Um, anyway, the only Might reason be Alice, I don't remember. Oh, Alice. It is Alice. Oh, okay. So um, the only reason she gets to that point is because she notices what's going on because she's not hooking up with anybody. So that's what he they say in the thing. Yeah. So it wasn't a morality thing. But it does follow the pattern of Halloween, though. When you look at Halloween, Laurie Strode didn't engage in anything. Other people were getting high. Well, yeah, he specifically says they were ripping off Halloween. But that's my point, though. That became, that. that became a formula. I'm not saying it was necessarily the intention, but that became the formula for these movies. That became the formula incidentally. Yeah. I'm just saying what they're known for. I'm not saying what it set out to do. But that's what these movies are known for. Well, every movie thereafter, after the first one, I think, became a formula. Yeah. But I think... That's well, because was, Halloween start basically started that genre. It wasn't the first horror movie by any means, but it was like the first one that had like a stalker slasher type character. I love the first Halloween. 
Most people do. That's like I think that's pretty. Common. That's my favorite. That's my favorite slasher movie. So each movie typically ended with a final girl, which is a term that is used for a slasher movie's final survivor. Uh, it typically ended with her with her finding a way to kill Jason, only for him to come back for another sequel for as long as the movies were cheap and profitable. There were 10 Friday the 13th slash Jason movies before the series petered out in 2002 with the low box office returns on Jason X. And there was a huge gap between the, the last two. So most of them were put out almost like a year or two apart. And then 1993 was Jason Goes to Hell. And then 2002 was Jason X. So it's almost 10 years between and Jason X didn't do well. It was, it was the premise was like too far out there. It is not a good movie, but it has some great kills in it that I really enjoy. Um, I never saw Jason X. Oh, we can remedy that. I have no. the DVD in the garage. Mm -hmm. I'm not watching a DVD. All right. So then in 1984, Wes Craven introduced the world to child murder extraordinaire and dream demon Freddy Krueger with A Nightmare on Elm Street. Dream Demon. Freddy roamed the town of Springwood, Ohio, kidnapping children, torturing and killing you them. You might remember him from such episodes as the one where I had laryngitis. <laughs> and you figured it out towards the end. That was, and Sean that was fun. tried to tell this Freddy Krueger story as if it was true crime. Yeah, he's trying to make it. That's a good one. You should go back and find that. I don't remember what it's called, but uh, <laughs> he the Springwood slasher or something like that. Yeah. The hash slinging slasher. Oh, I think that is the name of the episode. Oh, if that's that should be the name of the episode if it's not. But it's the hash slinging slasher. Sean tried to tell that story as if in it a was way that wouldn't like I wouldn't oh say gosh. his name or any of the characters names really that mattered. And then I just made up a whole bunch of other people. And he made up a story and he called it the I, Mongoloid, I tried to do the investigation. Mongoloid Center. Yeah, because <laughs> they're called <laughs> Mongoloids. But I did a little bit of research. And I realized that they called mentally ill people in the 50s and 60s mongoloids. Ah. So I, I thought it would be funny if if there was the Springwood Mongoloid Institute as if something would actually be named that. But who knows? Maybe there was something. Else. And then and then he talked about how, like, they killed like a bus full of children. And I'm like, how have I not heard about this? <laughs> you were you were into it. You were fully. I was like, like you were in. You were on board. Yeah, it's called. the I'm pretty sure it's called Hash Slinging Slasher. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, go find that. It's it's a good episode. It's like really short. All right. So Freddy roamed the town of Springwood, Ohio, uh, kidnapping children, torturing and killing them using a glove with blades on the fingertips. He was caught, tried for his crimes, but was let go on a technicality. The parents of Springwood gathered together in an act of vigilante justice and burned him alive in the furnace of his boiler room hideout. He then began to haunt the dreams of the children of Springwood for reasons. Killing them in their sleep. <laughs> it's a premise for a horror movie, all right? It's not a lot of explanation. Um, his body counts were much lower than Jason's, with the movies relying on elaborate and creative set pieces for its kills. Freddy was always portrayed by actor Robert Englund, and who starred in all six sequels, the last one being Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which was a precursor to 90, 1996's Scream, in that it was a very self-referential or meta, as the kids say, or uh, kind of story said, so, said they said meta. People still say meta. Who? It's very meta. Who says that? I don't know. People people say things. Are well, meta. I mean, I guess you just said it. Yeah, but. But no, but it was very self-referential and it came out about two years before Scream. So but people were kind of done with Freddy at that point, even though that what I liked that movie. Yeah. At Nightmare on Elm Street one, three and seven are the only ones you need to watch. And seven being New Nightmare. Those are and that one is one of the probably the scariest incarnation of Freddy Krueger because what they did so there was really cool poster art for nightmare on elm street one and three in particular and the artist took liberties with freddy's glove and it, like his visage and made him like scarier and then what they did is when they designed freddy for new nightmare they used that as the inspiration so his glove looked more intense and his his burns in his face were like way scarier looking than than ever before pretty I, cool yeah i liked um i liked New nightmare. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. So why then would these two titans of horror ever need to be in the same movie, Maggie? Because there was a deal in hell and the one who <laughs> had the bigger body count would get to stay on Earth. All right. Well, but no, I'm talking like from 
an audience like, oh. from, like why does this like, from mason's like, perspective why does this exist why do these two people come together to fight of, each other because of fan service exactly that's exactly Duh. right the answer there was no reason for it other than pure fanboy desire and i was one of them i was i was into the idea like, of freddie fighting jason for some reason Duh. <laughs> so at the end of jason goes to hell which was the first movie produced by New Line Cinema. They I got thought, the rights. I thought you were quizzing my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I think I know this. I saw this yesterday on the thing. <laughs> no, I was I was asking. <laughs> so Jason goes to hell. Paramount sold the rights and New Line Cinema picked them up. Now, New Line Cinema was the house that Freddie built, basically. That's what, you know, they were nobody until Nightmare on Elm Street. And so now they had the rights to Jason. So at the end of Jason Goes to Hell in 1993, they kill Jason and then his mask is on the ground, and then you see Freddy's glove pop up out of the ground and pull the mask down to hell, right? Yeah. So now long before this, fanboys had been arguing, you know, who who's the better killer or whatever. And of course, you know, Michael Myers was in there, Pinhead, Chucky came along. There's, But Freddy and Jason were always, like, I, I think the main ones. I've never seen a Hellraiser so, movie. All right, well, I know what we're doing. We're doing this podcast. We are watching Hellraiser. Holy never fucking seen. shit. That, that's I feel like I feel responsible for that. So I won't even be mad. But man, I can't believe I'm just finding that out. Well, you said pinhead and I was like, oh, Pinface, what, what's shit, his name? you are going to not like this movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not because it's bad. It's it's a gory one. What's his name? Pinface? Pinhead. Pinhead. I was yeah. right. Well, Pinhead just seemed rude. <laughs> oh, man. That's wow. That's cool. I can't wait to watch it with you. I haven't watched Hellraiser in a really long time. I never, remember really I've only liking never, like the first two. Seen. Yeah. Uh, now I've lost my train of thought. Oh, Jason goes to hell. So, so yeah, they that was like some some fanboy appeasement there, and it, like I said, 1993, and everybody's like, oh my god, we're gonna see this, and instead, we got one more Nightmare on Elm Street, which was New Nightmare, which was good. I like that. And then. That movie didn't do well, even though it was a good movie. People didn't go see it. And then people have bad taste. And then they, they decided to bring Jason back again. I think they actually felt like it was supposed to come out in 2001, but it was it was just kind of sitting there until 2002. And then so 10 years later, we finally got this big showdown that uh, everybody loved talking about on school buses and schoolyards and backyards and bedrooms and all that kind of stuff. Horror fans anyway. What are you talking about? But Freddy versus Jason, the idea of Freddy versus Jason. You, why are, Logan was one years old. What? No, no, no. In ni not 1993, not in 1989. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's my point. Is I that... was like, what schoolyard were you hanging out with? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, the in talk. the 80s, primarily. Okay. In, in, the, in the 80s, this was, this was, I was just concerned that you were hanging out in a schoolyard in 2002. Jesus Christ, Maggie. Well, yeah, imagine my concern. I would think you would notice. Yeah, I would hope so. But I was busy. I had a I had a baby and then I then he knocked me up right away. So I had to have another one. So Freddie and Jason fans love to argue over who was better. And the notion of both killers in the same movie just sounded amazing. It honestly right. kind of seems dumb now as an adult. Right. Getting killers together. But it also explains but that era. Kind of, kind of. It's kind of stupid. It Dead is, I mean, by Daylight think, is like an entire game on that premise. No, 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 that's they don't fight each other. There's oh, one yeah. killer in each match. Yeah, that's no, true. it's so well, that's true. but just to kind of put listener here in the mindset, there was also eventually in, in the 90s, there was a show that was popular on MTV called Celebrity Deathmatch. So, <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot yeah, that, that was show just kind of where we were collectively in pop culture. We wanted to see things fight each other and see who was best. Right. Another one in the 90s, Marvel and DC did a Marvel versus DC crossover pitting hero against hero and then letting fans vote on who would win Gosh. Captain America versus Batman, Spider-Man versus Robin, uh, all that kind of stuff. Oh, so. let's rise up against the celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So by the time Freddy versus Jason debuted in 2003, I assumed I was one of maybe six people who still actually gave a shit about this fight. Right. Nobody cared about Freddy, Freddy and Jason in 2003. This Destiny was post-Scream, This was post -Scream, right? Po Scream came out in 96, and literally, much like Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street, kind of changed horror movies. I right? loved Scream. It just, it changed the direction, and 
we lost a lot of the like the supernatural element was basically gone. It was always just who is it? And it's, you know, somebody in the circle of friends. Yeah, I know what you did last prob- summer. Urban legend. If it, um, yeah. Oh, Urban legends like my favorite. <laughs> I know it is. Yeah. The Noxima so. girl's crazy. <laughs> So it, it just kind of changed horror. So like I said, I, I, w- I was kind of surprised that this movie was finally getting made and I thought it was kind of going to be too little too late. However, I am happy to say uh, that I was wrong. Freddy versus Jason made over $82 million domestically. That seems like a lot. Uh, which it doubles pretty much, more than doubles the box office of any of the highest grossing outings well, of that either makes, franchise. That makes sense because you have two people, so they doubled it. <laughs> <laughs> and then worldwide, it made it over 100 million, made like 130 million worldwide. But uh, watching that Camp Crystal or Crystal Lake Memories, I think what the, what the highest grossing Friday the 13th movies topped out just under 40 million, uh, which was, you know, they were making these movies for like 6 million, 10 million or whatever. Well, they, so that got, was huge. they got a star. They got Kelly Rowan. Oh, my gosh. She was terrible. She was all like, hey. <laughs> She was just a terrible. Hey, over here. So the fans were split about the quality of the movie. I personally found it to be a fun and fast-paced event, similar to the spectacle of a WWE pay-per-view match. I didn't care who won. I just wanted to see the carnage. Uh, The screenwriters deserve credit for finding a believable, at least in the reality of these ridiculous movies, finding a believable way of pitting these two against each other. The movie does a good job of sharing the important details of the character origins. So even if you've never seen a previous entry in either franchise, you won't feel lost. Uh, The kills were bloody. They were inventive. Uh, The Cornfield Rave Massacre was a true highlight, in my opinion. And at the end, Freddy and Jason have their big battle uh, with Jason clearly the victor, despite the creator saying they left it ambiguous for the fans to decide. Jason is walking out of the lake, holding Freddy's severed head. And although Freddy does wink at the camera, I'm going to call that a decisive loss. If you are holding the head of your opponent, the dismembered head, you are the victor. (laughs) I just don't understand. If you are afraid of water, how you can overcome that? (laughs) This was something that was written in. Okay, listen, let me tell you my let me tell you my concern. Okay. So like. Sean's about to tell you that this is something that was written in afterwards to give him some kind of vulnerability or whatever. Yes. But so they're like fighting or whatever in this dream sequence. And then all of a sudden he's like some water starts pouring out and he's all like, and like he turns into like a baby Jason or whatever. And at the end, he's just walking out of the lake like I'm Jason. (laughs) And like, which I guess is more like or whatever. So he's like, fine. How do you go from being like, is that water? Ah, and then being like, oh, no, I'm, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Also, I killed this guy. Like, how do you go? That's a 180. Like, how do you how to how to do that? Because that's a phobia cure. And someone should talk to him about hearing that toe phobia thing that you have about the toe phobia. phobia. There's our episode title. <laughs> toe phobia. Tobia. I have a tobia. The long second toe phobia that you have. He hates that. You know what the other thing is that Sean hates? When people, especially women in the summer, wear those shoes and they don't buy the right size and their toes. Don't say especially women. I don't ever see dudes who buy shoes in a smaller size because <laughs> they want to feel like I never. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But dudes don't particularly care about the number on their shoe. Okay, so women, women will buy shoes in a smaller size and then their toes are just like bear clawing over. Yeah, they're like, just like a gargoyle perched on their shoes. Women buy shoes in the wrong fucking size. And I don't do that maybe because I have small feet, so I don't have that problem. Yeah. But like they buy shoes and then their toes are hanging over the edge. And Obviously like, we're talking about like open-toed shoes. Open-toed shoes. Yeah. And it's like that but that's the other thing and, and when i see people like that i tend to take pictures and it's like just so just so you know if you're walking around and your fucking toes aren't on your goddamn shoes i'm taking a picture of your foot <laughs> well i was gonna say that's not my thing you apprised me of that and now i'm aware of it i never honestly noticed it okay so that's my thing yeah so that's my toe yeah now i notice it because of you that's and, my tobia and, yeah you have and your like, own tobia and now i'm aware of it now i'm, I'm like look at this but why just buy shoes that fit yeah 
these like these women are out there like this is fine. It's fine that my like literally if you built up your shoe to where it was supposed to go, I would have to cut off half an inch of your toe. Yeah. That's how I know you're wearing the wrong size shoe. Yeah. Like I said, I wasn't even aware of that until you. Okay. But to answer your question, I actually have it here in this pre-written paragraph. Oh, uh, so despite being enjoyable overall, there are some <laughs> flaws. <laughs> there are some flaws, but that's almost to be expected when bringing together two different franchises and two different mythologies. I find these sins minor and forgivable because the overall experience is just so fun and is faithful to the original source material of both franchises. So there's your answer. So you find it's, it minor it's, it's and forgivable? Fine. Yes. It's not of any consequence. It is stupid. Where he's like, it is absolutely very stupid. Water. And no, then he's it, all of a sudden like, it oh makes, no, it's fine. No, and then the writer said the way they the way they wrote it in is that he was afraid of drowning, which kind of makes sense since he drowned to death. But at the same time, there's so many previous entries where he's just in the water, submerged. You know, I think at the end of six, they they basically chain him to, you know, cement. And he's he's in the water. Then part seven, he, you know, he comes out of the water. He's but like, he's, just always, he's, he's in fine. the water a lot. So it is it was stupid. You I, should I can't, know how to swim by now. I can't defend it. But as I said, there's, there's some flaws in this movie and I'm not going to cover all. There's other ones, too. But my point is, overall, it's just an enjoyable, fun movie and. I think they did a great job with it because it's hard to do that. It's hard to bring two killers together uh, in a movie and give them a reason to fight. And I I think they did a a good job with that because it's hard to write. It's hard. Writing is hard. Yeah, you know, it is. And then. All right. So all that being said, however, my my biggest issue is that Freddie gets short shrift in the kills department. So that's the most disappointing aspect for me. Is he has he you know, his his kills are so elaborate and inventive in his movies and he only has like two or, I mean, it wasn't about him getting a lot of kills. Cause that's never, you know, he only averages like what three kills a movie, four kills a movie. Yeah. You know, he doesn't go on these, these big sprees or anything, but he has some really cool, even in the shitty, the shittiest movies, like part four and stuff, there's still some really cool kills. Are there any cool ones in part two? Part two. When he comes to the real world and goes to a pool party. Not that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, but he's like, party time, excellent. That's the him. kills usually have uh, some. Uh, they would call it latent homosexual tendencies. I would call them obvious homosexual tendencies because I noticed I noticed as a child watching this movie on my 13 inch black and white TV <laughs> hidden behind my sister's bed <laughs> at night. Well, that sounds latent homosexual, <laughs> right? What? Hiding behind your sister's bed at night? Well, or maybe that sounds the, incestuous. That's where the TV was. Oh. It has nothing to do. Okay. She wasn't, well, she wasn't in bad. the room either. Like <laughs> it was, but it was her bedroom. Uh, and I would, I would go hide behind because it was, it was a weird room. It was like, there was no closet. There was just a, a, a bar for bed- clothes. That's not a bedroom then. But no, there was, that's yeah. A, that's like. We, we didn't live in the best places <laughs> growing up. This was a very You're narrow. Like, let's talk like, again about my schizophrenic mother. That's <laughs> right. you. Uh, but yeah, so there was no closet. There was just a bar that hung in the back of the room, and that's where her bed was. But so, but she didn't put her whole bed underneath. You know, she didn't want clothes hanging over her face. So there was a gap I between. Do you know how comforting that would be to uh, sleep? No, I don't like, think I'd like that at all. I do. I think I would love to sit up in the clothes. And I don't. Well, yeah, the sitting up would suck. But like, it would be almost like a weighted blanket on your face. No, they weren't. Under- they didn't hang that uh, low. They. I mean, they. If you sat, you could sit up into them, but uh, oh, they basically came down to like where her headboard was. Oh, so she had her headboard just, you know, it's probably maybe two feet of space between her wall and the headboard because to fit her clothes. Right. Like, sh- you know, like okay, hangers with basically foot and half. Wait, so you had you hung out behind there. I would climb back there because my mom didn't have any reason to go back there. So I eventually instead of taking the TV back and forth up and down to the attic, I got the idea. I put it in a box. And I had these headphones and I would I I would plug they had a little headphone jack and I would go in there like when it, and and watch like Big Chuck and Little John. That's how Jesus. I first saw Terminator and First Blood. And they always played Nightmare on Elm Street, too. And I would remember I was, I was like, I love the idea of Freddy. And, you know, people talked about Freddy and I saw the merchandise and Nightmare on Elm Street, too. I'm like. I don't really like this movie. <laughs> like, I just, I was like, this movie's not good. You're like, there's something wrong here. And um, here I never got to see whole movies though either. Yeah. I only so got to like, watch part maybe of, they parts turned of around. movies. Right. But I only got to see parts. So the first Nightmare on Elm Street that I actually sat 
all the way through was when Steve's dad took us to the video store and he would let me pick out and I picked out Nightmare on Elm Street 3. You would think I would go for the first one, but you 3 like, was more recent. You were like, there's something concerning going on in 2. And I'd seen, sure. I had seen, you know, in, in my mind, I had pretty much seen 2. I'd seen the ending a lot. I, like, I remember the girl going through the boiler room and him chasing her through the boiler room. That was like the main thing I remember. That in the pool party scene, apparently were like the two elements. Um, I've seen the pool party scene so many fucking times. Yeah. Yeah, and that like, movie just wasn't wasn't good. And, and they're like a bird. <laughs> That's probably a bird. I don't know. Anyway. So anyway, in conclusion, does this movie need to exist? No, but I'm really glad. It, I'm, I'm glad it does. I enjoyed it. So that's is that's that Freddy versus Mason, Jason. Is that the Mason rating? Yeah. Does this should this movie? Exist? <laughs> He's just no. like why? And I'm like, that is a very valid question in this day and age. This movie doesn't make sense. Why the fuck would you get two killers to fight each other? And I literally never ever even pondered that. I never stepped out my outside my own fanboy fanboyness. Yeah, to think, wow, this is really dumb. Yeah, and it is, and I love it. It's it's a it's a fun movie. It's got some really got some good kills in it uh probably went to his cage since i lots of blood rejected him sexually <laughs> since he is now an incel <laughs> probably the incel get <laughs> him call him an incel oh well, picture he... ear crowley there's no way to live <laughs> he's an incel and now you're attacking his appearance <laughs> jesus making a murderer right here oh all right, well... So, yeah, check out... If you have uh, six hours and 40 minutes you don't know what to do with, you can always watch uh, Crystal Lake Memories. <laughs> or you could take a really long nap. I recommend I that. I skipped uh, the port... Like, once... Uh, I wanted to see one through six. I didn't care about seven and eight. And they covered the goddamn TV series, which I didn't care about at all. I, never, I knew it existed, but I never watched it because I, I it was like an anthology thing. It didn't really have anything to do with Jason, from what I remember. And same with uh, there was a Nightmare on Elm Street show, too, uh, where I think Freddy was more like a crypt keeper. He would like introduce segments, but it wasn't actual Freddy related stories or whatever. Actually, never saw an episode of it. So I, I could be you know it's way off base. But it's like, you know, how you're talking about your black and white TV. Yeah. Like, you know how when we were kids, it was always like uphill both ways. Like that yeah. was the joke. When you talk about your black and white TV, that's our kids version of that. Like Logan makes fun of you for that. Yeah. Like when you start those stories, Logan's like, ah, oh, here we go. Black and white TV. I don't I hope it doesn't sound like complaining. It's not intended to. It's just those are my memories. And Logan makes fun of you for your shitty child. <laughs> he does. He does make fun of me for it, which is funny. It's hilarious. It's funny. Like he makes fun of you. He's like, because ah, ha, 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 ha. he has no. But the reason it's funny to me TV in the attic. is because I've obviously done everything in my power to make sure their childhoods are not like mine like in any way. Such a polar opposite that he doesn't grasp what you what you've gone through yeah like he has he a he has a it. he has a 46 inch tv in his room or whatever like right. a 40 inch tv he's got his own pc well, that we we built together no. video game systems he's got and, a fucking iphone 11 like he doesn't yeah. like he so doesn't get it like and it's it but it's i mean i, I don't want to sound like i'm complaining but at the same time i don't want to sound grateful either because that that shit sucked don't get me wrong but those are literally just my memories that's how i got to watch this shit for the most part until neighbors or friends or whoever uh which also I, to be fair logan bought his own iphone 11 yeah i mean like we didn't we were not like handing out iphone 11s right uh, but, uh yeah those are just that's how i got to got to consume this stuff that's just that's just kind of how yeah. it at the time it fucking sucked but i was at the same time i was just happy that i'd figured out a sneaky way to watch this shit yeah but when you talk about it he just fucking laughs at you and it's <laughs> and it like i think he gets it from you though because that's how you are you because it's you, funny you just roll it's your funny. eyes like oh here's another i'm like dude i'm just sharing a memory well, my it's memories memory. are fucking ridiculous as well. Yeah. I mean, like not as ridiculous. I no. mean, if we're going to if we're going to compare. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not as ridiculous. I think it's like... stupid to compare hardships or whatever. But at the no. same time, but the I shit I went through I was just was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous and is what it was. Like you're like climbing up in the attic to get a goddamn TV down and watch it out the fucking window. Like it's funny. <laughs> fucking i'm sorry i'm sorry you're like growing up in a cult with a fucking like oh this is my special this no, is my it, specially hand carved beating paddle 
Like, yep. yep, she had a custom paddle to beat us with that uh, Ed Yatsko made. <laughs> Never forget that shit. Yeah, that guy's dead though, right? All right, he made two paddles, and Steve's mom, he made one for Steve's mom and one for mine, and my mom... <laughs> took the one that was literally twice as thick <laughs> i'll never forget that shit that, and the, the, and just to kind of sum up the difference between my childhood and steve's i lived in like mortal fear of that thing he colored on his <laughs> yeah <laughs> like <that's> a, <laughs> she like never whipped that thing out man he thought it was a toy he drew he drew on it with crayons <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile like sean's like see the scar <laughs> <laughs> you want to know how i got my scars that was me yeah <laughs> that's that's fucking sean's life uh, yeah i'm telling you trauma helps develop a good sense of humor i'm but glad the, we were able to pass that on to the kids oh hopefully without the trauma yeah well i mean <laughs> our trauma <laughs> was able to pass on the humor right to the kids that's important all right well, well, I don't know. All right. Well, we've we've done over an hour. We're done. Well, and hopefully people got to your shit after I was all like, hey, it's schizophrenia. <laughs> it's schizophrenia. It's the worst. Sorry. I hope nobody in your family kills you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I wish your topic was that fun. <laughs> God damn. Sorry. It's pretty sad when talking about Freddy versus Jason is, is uplifting. Why would it be? Because you're talking about a child murderer, two child murderers, technically. He doesn't really kill any fictional, exactly. So he doesn't really kill any. Jason doesn't kill children. He kills teenagers. Those are children. Children. Those are my children, so I don't care about them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think that'll wrap up this episode nicely. (laughs) All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. Check out our Patreon. Yeah, housekeeping. (laughs) Housekeeping. Send us money. Check out our socials. Give us cash. And as always, thanks for listening. Love you guys. Bye.